You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 136. Welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. I am your host, Dr. Yami, board-certified pediatrician, certified lifestyle medicine physician, certified health and wellness coach, author, speaker, mother, wife, and human being. I passionately believe in the power of diet, habits, and mindset in sparking and sustaining well-being and joy in our lives. This podcast combines expert interviews and thoughtful monologues to explore plant-based nutrition, lifestyle medicine, parenting, mindset, and other exciting and fun topics. I hope that these episodes inspire you, uplift you, and equip you with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. It kind of uh, reinvigorated my spirit as a healer in the sense that, oh, I can do something uh, to try to stop my patients from getting disease, not, or I can treat them and teach them how not to come back and be on my table again. Happy Sunday, veggie lovers. Welcome back to Veggie Doctor Radio. On the show today, I have two amazing guests, Dr. Rizwan Bukhari and his lovely wife, Maya Acosta. I know you're going to love this episode, but before I tell you more about them, please remember that on my website, I have lots of cool freebies. If you go to dryami.com forward slash free, that's spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-Y-A-M-I.com forward slash free, you're going to find all kinds of downloadable PDFs, how to replace meat, how to replace dairy, breakfast, lunch, dinner ideas, plant-based shopping guide, nutrients of concern, and we keep adding things all the time. So keep checking back. You can download them one, you can download them all, and share them. So please check that out, dryami.com forward slash free. Also, for those of you that have read my book, A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy. Thank you so much. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for letting me know what you liked about it, for sharing it with your friends and family, and for leaving me a review on Amazon. I really appreciate it. Today, I want to give a shout out to listener TLA. C-S-I-N, who left me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts entitled Veggie Doctor. Very informative and wonderful guests. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave me a review. I really appreciate it. I love hearing from you, and I am so glad that you are enjoying this podcast. Remember that the information on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not to, it is not meant to replace careful evaluation and treatment by a healthcare professional. So if you have concerns about you or your child's eating, nutrition, and growth, please consult a doctor. Okay, so Dr. Riz and Maya are a husband and wife team who provide tools and information so that community members who are ready to take control of their health can do so more easily. As members of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, American College of Lifestyle Medicine, Walk with a Doc, and pod leaders of Plant Pure Communities, they feel a responsibility to share their knowledge with others 
that lifestyle can play a huge role in our health and they are so passionate and they're doing so much amazing work. So let me tell you more about Dr. Riz. So Dr. Riz Juan Bukhari is a board certified vascular surgeon and is board certified in lifestyle medicine. He practices in Dallas. He has a specific interest in minimally invasive procedures such as atherectomy, angioplasty, and stenting for limb salvage and amputation prevention. He has seen the ravaging effects of poor lifestyle choices on health. And his wife, Maya Acosta, is a plant-based nutrition advocate, educator, and avid home cook. She is very passionate about empowering people to improve their health. And as a result, she works on collaborations, building relationships, running a podcast, website, and social media to support their missions. You can find both of them at plantbaseddfw.com. That's plantbased, P-L-A-N-T-B-A-S-E-D dfw.com. So there's two D's at the end of plant-based at beginning of DFW. DFW stands for Dallas, Fort Worth, by the way. I went to medical school in Fort Worth. I love Fort Worth, but because the two cities, they're separate cities, but because they're so close together, we call it DFW because it's like a Metroplex, Dallas, Fort Worth Metroplex. So that's what DFW stands for, plantbaseddfw.com. In this episode, we talk about their plant-based story. We talk about why they're so passionate about plant-based nutrition and lifestyle medicine, how they started the group Plant-Based DFW, advice that they have for people that want to potentially reverse chronic conditions and are ready to make a lifestyle change. Talk to Dr. Riz about how he integrates lifestyle medicine in his practice. We talk about tips for those who want to start their own plant-based community group, what they wish more people knew, their personal habits, and more. So it's a great episode. I know you're going to love it and learn some, and I hope that you will follow them on social media. And if you are in the DFW area, once we start having in-person events again, I hope that you will join them for all of their amazing offerings. Thank you so much for being here and enjoy the episode. Dr. Riz and Maya, welcome, welcome, welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having us, Dr. Yami. I'm a big fan of yours. You probably already know that. Yeah, and thank you. I'm uh, very excited to be here. Awesome. Well, this is so cool because I love interviewing fellow podcasters because you guys know what it's like, but you guys stay really, really busy. Before we get into all the amazing work that you're both doing, let's start with your plant-based story. How did you even delve into this whole plant-based world? I think uh, we both have kind of separate stories that intersected later on in our lives. So I'll let Maya start with that. Right. It is a a very separate story. Mine briefly is uh, when I was in college, I took a nutrition class. Um, We're immigrants, initially came from Mexico, and I started to see a lot of weight uh, gain happening in my family. And I had this eating disorder in high school. You know, I was Mm. um, kind of anorexic. I was very Mm. afraid of being overweight. So in college, I took a nutrition class. And for whatever reason, at that moment, I decided to stop eating red meat and pork. 
And then I spend the rest of my life trying to figure out the right way to eat, but mainly always geared more towards being a vegetarian. Um, and then, so I was basically always leaning towards being a vegetarian. So I mainly consumed seafood, if anything at all. Um, long story short, I'm living in San Diego at this time. I developed hypothyroidism, had no mm -hmm. idea why. I went to my dentist for, you know, other dental issues. And this is, this was a biological dentist who basically diagnosed me with hypothyroidism and, and said, you need to have some blood drawn. Cause I told her I mainly ate like fish and seafood. Turns out I had very high levels of mercury in my system from the fish consumption and wow. also the amalgams. And then, so at that time we already knew each other, but I was still in San Diego. And so I, a year later, I'm here in Dallas and we happen to be living right across from a Whole Foods. And, yeah. well, you know, I guess, uh, we, we actually chose that place to live because it was close to a Whole Foods. So we thought, you know, we were both very interested in our own, in our own health and we had some concept that nutrition was a, a significant, uh, contributor to your health. Uh, we just hadn't, uh, become plant-based at that point. For me personally, it was, uh, you know, eating lean meats, staying low fat, uh, eating lots of protein. That's, you know, I kind of growing up in the United States, it was, it was eat protein, protein, protein. Mm. I did have the, I did have the uh, concept of, uh, uh, low fat. Uh, mm -hmm. and I didn't, I didn't mind eating carbs. I understood the, I understood healthy carbs, you know, as opposed to eating donuts and potato chips. Um, but uh, so that's where I was. And we thought, you know, living close to a Whole Foods would be really nice because we could just walk there every day or a few times a week and, and buy our food uh, and, and live healthier. Mm -hmm. And um, then I was going through, as always, I do the groceries. I love to read. I'm checking out the books. And I discovered The Stark Solution by Dr. John McDougall. Mm -hmm. So without even knowing that this was plant-based or vegan, I just knew there were alternatives that he used, say, applesauce for eggs in, in place of eggs. So I come home and I start kind of making these meals. And, you know, at the time, um, Dr. Riz has two young girls, but at the time they were younger and nobody wanted to eat my food, but banana bread with substitutes and without sugar, like no one really wanted to eat all that. Um, but I, that started it all for me. And then Riz will pick up on this one, but basically we heard that Rip Esselstyn was coming to Dallas. Yeah. So actually, uh, I didn't know who Rip Esselstyn was. I didn't know the Esselstyn name. Um, but Maya said, Oh, this guy named Rip Esselstyn's coming to Dallas. He's going to speak at Whole Foods. Uh, so she took me to, uh, took me to that that speaking engagement kind of, I kind of dragged me to it really, uh, because I didn't, I didn't understand what was important about it or anything. Uh, and during that talk is when I first heard, you know, no, so for, for people to understand my story, they have to understand I'm a vascular surgeon. Okay. So that means I treat atherosclerosis, which is the hardening of the arteries. And, you know, so I, all of my patients have diabetes, hypertension, they have obesity, they have atherosclerosis, and that basically this thing called metabolic syndrome. They're pretty sick people. And, uh, and during this, uh, and, and, and I had been taught all my life, you know, I can go into a bypass or I can put a stent in, I can fix a problem. But during this talk, uh, Rip Esselstyn said that you can prevent heart disease and you can even reverse heart disease. And these were concepts that were pretty foreign to me, which, and it's such a shame that it was foreign to me because here I am, a by this point, I, I was a vascular surgeon who'd been in practice for 15 years. So, you know, I, you know, I wasn't new and I, you know, but really re recently trained. And yet this concepts that he was talking about were, 
unheard of in, in the in the vascular community. Um, and so, uh, you know, I didn't. I was pretty skeptical by uh, of his message. I mean, that's just one guy saying that. And it goes against everything that I had pretty much learned in, in the way I was practicing. But it, but it did plant a seed in my mind. Uh, it, it was enough of a kind of a, you know, interesting enough what he had to say that then I did began to do a little bit more research. Uh, and that's when I came across the China study uh, by T. Colin Campbell and then also the uh, uh, How to Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease by, uh, by Rip Nesselson's dad. Uh, and I start, and I learned about Dean Ornish's work on on atherosclerosis, coronary atherosclerosis, and suddenly uh, this whole new world of information was opened up to me, uh, and I understood that uh, plant based a plant based a whole food plant based diet could not only you know could not only reverse but it can it can halt and it can even prevent uh, atherosclerosis, and uh, uh, that that was pretty much a huge paradigm shift for me. Uh, because I, I had been taught as a Western physician to just go and wait for somebody to get sick, wait for them to have a problem, and um, and then just bypass it or mm -hmm. fix it. And then, but at the same time, my patients they were always coming back. You know, you could fix one thing, well, they're going to get something else. Uh, and uh, you know, most of my patients get three, four, five, six operations before they get their amputation. You know, or mm -hmm. uh, or you know, or have their stroke. And so this this uh, opened up a whole new world for me in the sense that uh, uh, it kind of uh, reinvigorated my spirit as a healer in the sense that oh I can do something uh, to try to stop my patients from getting disease not or I can treat them and teach them how not to come back and be on my table again so wow. I I incorporated this uh, lifestyle for myself and also to teach my to teach my patients mm -hmm. yeah I mean but don't you think it's amazing. <laughs> just like looking back and how long ago was that? How many years ago? That was about five years ago. Okay. So five years ago, you're like in, well into your career, mm -hmm. you know, as a vascular surgeon, you know, a lot of stuff. You're like one of the most highly educated people in the country. And yet it takes a person that's not even a doctor to come mm -hmm. and open your mind. But I'm just wondering if at first you're kind of like, rolling your eyes. Like, how could this guy be saying, I mean, like, please, I mean, if you could reverse heart disease, I should know this by now. Did you, well, did that, co that, that cross your mind? Well, exactly. I said I was skeptical. I mean, I, I hardly believed what he had to say. Uh, uh, you know, who is this fireman coming to talk at a Whole Foods <laughs> telling me that I could actually prevent this disease in my patients? Uh, yeah. when, when we just taught, we never talk about preventing the disease. We know mm -hmm. what all the risk factors are. Uh, oh, okay. You're a male. Uh, okay. You've got you know, high cholesterol, you're obese, you've got hypertension, you've got diabetes, you're a smoker. Okay, you've got all the risk factors. So you're likely going to develop cardiovascular disease. But, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, we even, you know, we even spend a very little amount of time trying to tell people to stop smoking. Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, they come in and we tell them, oh, you know, stop smoking and eat right and exercise. And that's what you would tell them and, and be done with them. Yeah. Uh, and of course, none of that you know, they, they, they wouldn't change, uh, and, and they'd be back again. So yeah, I was very skeptical and, uh, but like I said, it, it planted a seed in my mind and, um, and I was very fortunate in that, in that respect that I was able to find out more about it. In fact, you know, Esselstyn's work and Dean Ornish's work was completed before I did my fellowship in vascular surgery. So yeah. it's really a shame that when I was trained to become a specialist in vascular, I wasn't taught this information. Yeah. So, uh, and it's still not being taught today. I know that. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm happy, you know, that I've been exposed to this and that I'm able to now share this with the, my patients and the, and the community at large. Uh, but what I find really interesting or even shameful is that I'm literally one of the few vascular surgeons in the entire country that I know that has gotten this message. Yes. When, when in reality, they should all understand this. Yes. Well, thank goodness that you did have an open mind, that even though you had a healthy skepticism, which is healthy, right? I think it's healthy for us as scientists, as physicians to be like, eh, I don't know about that. I've never heard that. But then let me just check it out and see, is there something to this? You checked it out and you were like, whoa, there's right. all this, all this stuff I didn't know about. And then you said it, it reinvigorated you and it's made you hopeful and kind of giving you that new life. But was there a time period that you kind of got depressed about all of it? Like, oh my gosh, all of these doctors out there that don't know this, that could be changing lives massively, but they don't have the information. Was there a time that you went through kind of hopelessness? Yeah, well, I saw I'll answer that in two ways. Yeah. Number one is I had all begin to experience a kind of a burnout in my profession because yeah. like I said, my patients were these, what I call repeat offenders. They kept coming back over and over and over again. And all I was doing was plugging holes and putting out fires until the next fire arose or until the next leak arose. And so, um, and, and so these patients were spending the last 10 to 15 years of their lives really dying rather than living. And they were spending all their money. They were in and out of the hospital having multiple procedures. They were all on eight to 15 medications. Uh, and, uh, and they were all going broke, you know, with, with, this, with all this advanced disease. So that's why I say it reinvigorated my spirit as a healer in the sense that now I could try to teach them a different way to live, uh, which might help, you know, change the trajectory of their life. Yes. You know, uh, unfortunately, by the time they make it to, to me, most of them need something done. I mean, yes. it's not, it's not at a point where, Hey, you can hope for a reversal and their gangrene is going to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, or that stroke that they had and I have to fix their carotid artery. But at the same time, if they do get the message and they change their lives, they can have less events and have less problems and they can, uh, improve their lives. You know, they can get rid of their diabetes. They can improve their hypertension. They can improve their obesity. Their cholesterol can normalize all these things that they can do. Uh, where they've been spending their lives managing them with the medication, but instead of managing it with the medication, they can actually make their disease go away. And when you take away those risk factors, they're going to have less complications as they get older. And that's mm-hmm. what I can I hope for. So then the other thing you see you said is that about about the my colleagues, and it is very frustrating. And you probably are right there with me. Okay, mm-hmm. you know it's uh, um, this is not rocket science. I hate to say it. But it's just nutrition 101. It's, you know, if you, we are what we eat, it's real simple. And if we put crap into our bodies, our bodies are going to turn out uh, with, you know, bad problems, chronic disease. And if we treat our bodies like a temple and we, and we honor our bodies by feeding it good food, we're going to be healthier for it. Uh, And uh, it's kind of interesting. So I I made my trans, I, I transitioned slowly over time. So I made my full transition about four years ago. Uh, and so I tell people the story that four years ago, I work at a small hospital where everybody knows everybody. So I was kind of the crazy doctor. Oh, look, he stopped eating meat because they'll see me in the lunch line at the doctor's lounge. And I'm, you know, stacking my plate full of uh, vegetables uh, and salad. Uh, and it was pretty, they were pretty, 
was, they were pretty cognizant of the fact that I changed my eating habits. And if it got brought up, I would talk about it. And everyone looked at me like I was nuts. Uh, and, uh, uh, but I just kind of lived my life and lived as an example. And it's very interesting. Now, here we are four years later and everybody comes to me for nutritional advice now. <laughs> and I'm considered the healthy doctor, not the crazy doctor. So they all recognize that, you know, there is this, there's this shift that's happening. I think that, uh, you know, not, no, you know, hopefully by me continuing to live a kind of in integrity about nutrition, I, I showed them a path. But I think that also people are starting to recognize the importance of nutrition in health. Yes, yes. And and I agree. I think just by living the example and by talking to our patients about it, little by little, it, it develops this ripple effect that mm -hmm. you one day turn around and you're like, wow, it's made a huge difference. But I agree at the beginning, it's like your paradigm shifts, you open your eyes to a whole new world and you can't even imagine that you were in a different world where you didn't know this information. So it's, I feel lucky that I happened upon it, you know, just kind of yeah. like you happened upon it. Your wife had to drag you over there, <laughs> but you know, you made it over. Yeah. Um, so you are also board certified in lifestyle medicine. So tell me about what impact that's had in your practice. So, you know, um, I, I, I think it just was a, as a, you know, so we're obviously people like us were quite passionate about this, uh, about this stuff, about about nutrition and health. Uh, and one of the things that Maya and I came across as we were learning was the blue zone concept, mm -hmm. uh, the areas in the world where there's longevity with with health associated with health. And, um, you know, we noticed uh, the concepts of the blue zones wasn't just uh, the diet. Now, the diet was a significant aspect of it. All of those were plant centric, plant slanted, uh, uh, and yet there were other concepts that uh, were important that they uh, identified about the blue zone, such as getting an appropriate amount of sleep, having relationships, some sense of spirituality, getting exercise, avoiding toxic behaviors, and uh, and so we became big believers in this blue zone concept. And then, lo and behold, as we begin to learn more and more about you know all of this, the American College of Lifestyle Medicine came to the forefront of our awareness and 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 here it is it's um it's talking about the same things uh it's talking about not just uh food but it's talking about lifestyle in general and so there are many aspects to our lifestyle that we need to address in order to be healthy uh and live long uh so it uh then it was just a natural progression uh for me to want to become board certified uh in in lifestyle medicine uh and and so what i do today is uh, I incorporate all of these concepts in my counseling for my patients. All of my patients get these, uh, you know, uh, they get the they get the talk from me. And then you know, there's a variety of responses, mm -hmm. and, and you, you're I'm sure you're well aware of that because when you speak to your your patients and their parents, uh, some are some will get the message and some won't, right? And, yeah. and and so what I consider I'm doing is we're just planting seeds, uh, and then and some of those will grow. And so for the patients who do take, uh, you know, who, uh, uh, who are more interested, I'm able to then spend more time with them. I've got handouts and pamphlets for them. I've got a good plant-based, uh, nutritionist that I work with here in Dallas, uh, who I can send them to. Uh, so we, uh, and then, and then of course, Maya and I have created a community here in Dallas, uh, called plant-based DFW, which, uh, is, uh, not just for my patients because we wanted to take it 
bigger than that. And that means that, you know, we want to create a community of like-minded people in, uh, here in the Dallas area and, and, and even larger now to, uh, to, uh, to be a resource uh, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sort of when we, when probably a couple of years into having plant-based FW, we joined Walk with a Doc. Mm-hmm. And so that was a great opportunity to introduce lifestyle medicine because now we're partnering, not only making healthy choices in the kitchen, but also walking and holding a walk. I mean, a um, community talk right before the walk about different health aspects, depending on the month. And then we're all walking and we talk about the importance of exercising. And then, you know, we say live before COVID, <laughs> Uh, we were bringing in other experts to speak about different aspects like stress management and meditation, um, how to move forward after a stroke. So we were also having other specialists, not necessarily always plant-based, but the, we were bringing resources to the community so that they can take more control of their health. I love it. Well, tell me a little bit more about plant-based DFW and you know, kind of hear why you wanted to do it is because you wanted to increase your scale you wanted to reach more people but how did it start did it start just like as a potluck or how what who whose idea was it and how long ago did you guys start it oh gosh maybe like three years ago it was her idea so i'll let her uh what was funny dr yummy is that um as part we were invited to a company that designs prosthetics because mm-hmm. a lot of Dr. Rissa's patients do suffer amputations and things like that. So the whole staff, we all went over to this place to see how the prosthetic legs are made and all that. And we went out to eat afterwards. It was a, a large group of us. And there was one individual and myself who picked like what would have been like a veggie bowl. Mm -hmm. Uh, a large bowl with quinoa and kale and all that other good stuff. And his name was Randy. And he says, hey, Maya, I noticed that you and I have the same food and other people had steak or whatever that was. And so we started talking without even knowing, you know, just kind of digging and and asking questions. Turns out he was in Eating You Alive, the documentary. Oh, cool. Yeah. And he's also from Oklahoma City. So we start talking and I fan out because I love all of you guys that are, you know, that are um, involved in this world. So he says, come to my car. I'll give you a copy of the video. It's not really out yet, but I have a sample. So um, and he tells us more. He says, you know, you should really come to Oklahoma City. Some friends of ours, I partner with them. And once a month at a hospital, a local hospital, they give a three-hour workshop. Uh, So I dragged him. I think I put it off a few months because we didn't have time. But we went over to Oklahoma City and we met Dr. Jimmy Conway and his wife, Andrea. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know them. I haven't met them, but I know of them. Yes. Yeah. And they had at the time had been doing this for five years. So you can imagine every single month for over five years now, six or seven, I don't know. um, They hold these community, uh, I call it a conference or workshop where he speaks about what he does and what he sees as a surgeon. And she just tells you in half an hour how to do it and how to basically go to Walmart and buy the least expensive beans and the rice and all the other ingredients that you need to get started. And after that, I was on fire. I said, oh my goodness, this is what they do. And so I spoke with some of the people that visit regularly and they said, this is this is like their calling, you know, they are a Christian couple. So they do a lot of ministry at their church as well. But the point being that this is their life's purpose now. 
And before we left Oklahoma City, because we did spend the night, I changed my handle on Instagram to plant-based DFW. Because I said, we're going to do this. And at the time, we we didn't have a plan or anything. My idea was just, let's get this information out. Let's knock on people's doors. Let's just invite anyone we can to hear this. You're the doctor. You know this. You treat cardiovascular disease. We now know all this information. By that time, we had watched several documentaries. We had read a lot of books. So we were well-informed. We just had never talked you know, taught this information. And we didn't know anyone else in Dallas that was doing it. So we started off, our first event was next door at our local library, and we filled it with 50 people. Wow. People had to stand in the back. Yeah, it was, a, you know, we, uh, so yeah, she, I came up with a talk. Uh, uh, and uh, it was really, it was all, the talk was really all over the place, my first one. And so I tried to do all things plant-based uh, you know, it's like talking about cancer, talking about cardiovascular disease, talking about everything. Uh, and it was, uh, ended up being too long, but so, you know, I came up with a talk and we advertised it. And- Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip up hoodie that used to be Navy blue, but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe. And after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow. But I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Um, We were pretty pretty surprised that uh, uh, not only did we fill up the library hall, but uh, there was standing room only. Uh, And it was very well received. So, uh, you know, that was... Uh, almost uh, three years ago. Yes, and yeah. we were very fortunate that one of the librarians who had a, another, she was at another library, came to us and said, I knew you guys were going to be here. Would you be willing to come to my library and hold all your events at our library? We can hold 110 people. So yeah, wow. her place was bigger, so she won. Yeah. So then we started, and and this is an individual who has been plant curious. Um, we worked very hard at not making it controversial or political or anything like that mm-hmm. so that the library wouldn't push us away. Um, and we just started doing those things. We started doing potlucks, um, speaking, inviting guests. Movie, movie screenings. Movie screenings were big. And I mean, even last year, some of our events, you heard people walking in going, it's getting bigger and bigger each time, you know, because more and more people were coming. But I started to learn how to advertise, say, on Facebook in terms of people having those interests related to nutrition and health. Um, of course, all our events have always been free. So we decided to also become pod members for Plant Pure Pods or Plant mm-hmm. Pure Communities. Uh, we became members of PCRM and Walk with a Doc, all with the hopes of just working together and collaborating with other like-minded people. I love it. So beautiful. And I love that you guys have each other to inspire each other and help each other. And that's so much energy and passion. I love it. She, she, she carries a very big stick. So. 
I have a it's lot of passion for it. And sometimes he will tell me, can we just like not talk about plant-based nutrition? But <laughs> Dr. Yami, I will tell you, I, I've never had an interest in medicine, but I've always had an interest in wellness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and I admire all physicians that help us all because we need physicians. Um, but you guys who are in plant-based nutrition and lifestyle medicine are like the I don't want to, you know, it sounds kind of, but saviors, uh, you guys are really the ones that are making the greatest impact. And for me as a lay person to just be connected and to be able to help however I can, just spreading the message. Um, if there's a summit, I tell our people, any of that um, really keeps me going every day. It's It has given me a new purpose in life and I'm loving it. So. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, thank you for all the work you do because, you know, it, it takes a lot to be that cheerleader that has the energy to keep going too. So that's awesome. Well, Dr. Riz, I want to ask you a little bit if you want to talk more about potentially reversible chronic conditions. And for those people that might be listening that haven't yet started to make any changes, what advice do you have for them when they would like to start making some lifestyle changes to potentially reverse chronic conditions, especially, you know, for you working with cardiovascular disease, diabetes, that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like people to understand that, uh, this is really evidence-based uh, work, work we're doing, dealing with here. I call it evidence-based medicine, uh, and it's medicine being practiced through nutrition. Um, so it's not something we're making up and it's not some fad. Uh, and in fact, it, you know, I didn't even tell you my complete story, but personally, uh, despite I thought I was living a healthy lifestyle when I told you I ate a low fat diet. Um, uh, but here I was in my late forties, um, and I also, by the way, I was exercising five, six times a week, cardio and working out. But in my late forties, I was high, uh, uh, class one hypertensive. I was pre-diabetic. My cholesterol was 227. Um, and my, tri my triglycerides were high and, and I was a normal body weight person. And mm -hmm. so, uh, when I went plant-based and I went fully plant-based within three months of, uh, being fully plant-based, all of those conditions were gone. Uh, and so I even had personal experience to, to show that all of the, I was going to become just what every other American is by the time I'm 50, I'm on some medications for something. Yeah. Yes. And, and I don't want to interrupt, but I, I, I want to emphasize this to the listeners too, because you even pointed out that you were quote normal body weight. So I could just imagine the doctor saying naturally, what's the cause of all these things? Genetics. Genetics. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. the only cause. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so you were just going to go along with life, still eating your lean chicken breast and low fat dairy and exercising. And those conditions potentially could have just gotten worse and worse and worse because you would have just accepted, well, it's just my genes. I just got a bad set of genes that's going to give me high blood pressure and all this. So exactly. I, that's very important to point yeah. that out. No, I'm glad you did. I agree completely. And that's what people need to understand is, you know, it isn't, I mean, we have some genetic predispositions, but uh, we don't have to live the same lifestyle that our parents did that got them where they yeah. were, that gave them that chronic disease. We can choose to live a different lifestyle. And, and primarily that primary aspect is the nutrition. You know, mm -hmm. there are other things, but we talk a lot about nutrition. So, you know, I had personal experience with reversing multiple early chronic conditions uh, in a very short period of time. And, uh, so that's what, uh, that's where, so, you know, 
atherosclerosis, which is the primary disease I treat, is blockages of the arteries. You know, whether it's if it happens in the heart, it's the coronary arteries, that's you get a heart attack. If it happens in the neck, you might get a stroke. If it happens in the legs, you'll get gangrene and lose your leg. And so uh, I, de I deal with those blockages. And so the, you don't, uh, but we have risk factors. We have what I call direct risk factors and secondary risk factors, which cause this disease. The direct ones are things that we ingest like cholesterol and saturated fat. And then the secondary ones are other chronic conditions like diabetes, obesity, and hypertension that all, uh, that all lead to the formation of the right environment in our bodies to form atherosclerosis or hardening of the arteries. And so what I have seen and what is just so amazing to me is that within just a few weeks of initiating a really healthy whole food plant-based diet, these chronic conditions disappear. And, and that's a really strong point I want people to understand. You can take a, you could, you can take the approach of, I'm just going to take a pill for that cholesterol for the rest of my life. But your hypercholesterolemia isn't going away. The disease isn't going away. You're just taking a pill to lower your cholesterol. And you can take a pill for the rest of your life to manage your type 2 diabetes. You still have type 2 diabetes. All you're doing is controlling your blood sugars. Uh, and, uh, you know, similarly, so you, you can have one or two pills for the hypertension you have. You still are hypertensive, but you're just bringing your blood pressure down with a pill. So all of these processes are still going on behind the scenes, and they're still causing damage to your body, and they're still going to lead to these long-term consequences. So I have people who uh, were uh, diabetic hypertensives who do a pretty good job of controlling their diseases with their pills, but they still get atherosclerosis. So what I want people to understand is you have to address the root cause, and that is get it, get the chronic illnesses. And so that's where plant-based nutrition or, or your new, a healthy diet comes into play. Uh, and uh, you can, uh, through a healthy diet and what we talk about is whole food plant-based nutrition, you can reverse your hypertension and your diabetes, your type 2 diabetes, and you can lose weight and uh, all, you know, it just kind of comes off of you very naturally uh, and you're not obese anymore. Uh, and then uh, the whole food plant-based diet reduces your cholesterol and your triglycerides. Uh, and, and suddenly all of these risk factors for atherosclerosis aren't just controlled or managed, they're actually gone. Mm -hmm. And that's what really makes a true long-term difference in the formation of atherosclerosis. Yeah, so nice. Yeah, that root cause is so important. And that's one of the things I love about whole food plant-based nutrition and lifestyle medicine is that you're impacting so many things at once. It's not just a pill that lowers your blood pressure or, you know, your blood sugar. It is helping everything, your whole system work better, mm -hmm. function better. And it gives you well-being too, which a lot of pills you take might lower something, but then you get side effects that don't oh, yeah. feel so good, you know? Yeah. So whenever you eat this way, whenever you're following lifestyle medicine pillars, you actually also feel better, which is like a win-win-win situation all around. Yeah. I like to point that example in uh, Forks Over Knives where... Uh, you know, they're really focusing on three main issues. I think it's hypertension and cholesterol and something else. But the uh, on his checklist, he had like 20-something other kind of vague complaints. Yes. Uh, and, and so then he goes and does his 12-week course and 
you know, they really positively affect the three main chronic conditions they were trying to address. But then when they went and looked at everything else, he was like, oh yeah, I feel better. I got more energy. I sleep better. My allergies are gone. My aches and pains are gone. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's all these secondary gains. The side effects of this uh, lifestyle is that you feel better. You know? Yes, that's the Some, best side effect ever. Yeah. We don't. Re- uh, I think the people walking around in our society today on the standard American diet don't really realize how bad they feel because it's their norm. Yes, and so they just get used to it and they think that that's the way they're supposed to feel. Uh, and uh, uh, it's just without fail, over and over again, I hear it from people that when they go whole food plant based, they've got more energy, they feel better, their mental clarity is better. You know, there's just all these secondary gains that you just don't even think about. Yeah. And I think also whenever you make that change and you start to feel those positive effects, you learn how to tune into your body better because like Mm -hmm. you're saying before, when you feel so bad, you just accept it. And then, so you just have to ignore it because otherwise you're just going to be perseverating on feeling bad all the time. So you're just like, okay, I'm just going to push it into the background. I guess this is just the way I'm going to feel for the rest of my life or maybe worse. But then you realize there's actually another option, which is feeling good. And so then now that you know that you can feel good, you start to accept the feeling bad less and less. At least that's right. what I experienced, you know, because right. I went around with chronic abdominal pain for like decades and I thought that was just normal. And so now if my tummy hurts, because maybe I overdid it on a vegan dessert, because, you know, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Then I'm just like, oh, gosh, I used to feel like this all the time. And I thought that was normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, uh, in fact, yeah, I was just talking to somebody the other day how once you go clean, uh, you know, and then you just do something which you really shouldn't, you know, okay, you ate something with a lot of oil in it or, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it weighs you down. And, mm-hmm. and so you tend to be, I guess we're more, uh, sensitive now yes. to when, to when we actually are, uh, we really realize it when we walk, uh, fall off the wagon a little bit. Yes. Yeah. You well, know, you said something and uh, I just thought I'd comment, uh, what I think is so beautiful about, uh, this lifestyle is, uh, you know, I I take this uh, phrase from Lord of the Rings, you know, one ring to rule them all. Well, Mm -hmm. there's one diet to rule them all. Mm -hmm. We don't need a diet for heart disease. We don't need a diet for diabetes. And we don't need a diet for hypertension. We don't need a diet for autoimmune disorders. Uh, You know, it's just one diet literally helps all of those things. You know, it's it's the magic ring. Yeah, there you go. One ring, one ring to rule them all. All right. Well, let me jump to Maya before I come back to you, Dr. Riz. But Maya, what tips would you have for other people listening, whether they're medical professionals or just really passionate individuals that want to start their own plant-based community group? Do you have any tips to get them started? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, when we first started, we didn't know anyone else but ourselves. Uh, and then over time, you discover other people. But the one thing I would say is um, be patient with yourself because the people don't always immediately come. I remember the first time we did our walk with a doc, our very first walk, it poured out here in Dallas. And so Riz and I said, we're, we're still going to go ahead and do it. We're going to go to the mall. And so I put it on the uh, Instagram. I said, well, we're still going to walk just us. And three or four people came, one of them being Diane, um, who was very supportive. And they're like, we're here to join you guys. We knew that, you know, it was going to be a bad turnout because it rained. But the truth of the matter is that I wouldn't focus on numbers. 
I wouldn't focus on being too ambitious. Ambitious. I would focus on being consistent. I know that one thing a group needs is consist- consistency in terms of being available to do something at least once a month. Um, we were doing too much. We were doing two to three uh, events a month. Um, also, I think what really works is when you have the core group really supporting each other and helping. So instead of having like just the main organizer doing everything, um, of course, life has changed because of COVID. So we're not holding any in-person, uh, events, but now what I gravitated towards, which I really wasn't a Facebook person, but now I find myself more on Facebook and becoming more involved with other groups and interacting offering support, seeing everybody else's suggestions. That's become big for me. And also um, doing things like this, like listening to you, Dr. Yami, has really helped in terms of building community. Um, Also watching the summits that are provided by the experts. I think that's huge. Uh, A lot of times you can chat with other people that are watching. Um, I joined two, I think, out of the three events that the Esselstyns have done virtually. Mm-hmm. They've done like weekend. And those to me help me feel like I'm part of the community. Yeah. Because again, we're all sort of chatting along the way on the side window. Um, so, but basically just staying in touch with people that can support you is what we always say is the most effective because most of us are the only plant-based person in our family. Mm-hmm. And so uh, finding a group of people that you can lean on or reach out to that can tell you, you know, you can keep going, everything will be fine, uh, whether it's virtually or in person, it's still effective uh, virtually, I think. Yes. And I just will say that there's more people out there than you think there are, because I started mm-hmm. a group here, it was like seven or eight years ago, and I didn't know anybody else. And people just started coming out of nowhere, like, whoa, you're you're vegan too, and you're eating this way too. And so uh, it's really cool. Like you said, build it and they'll come and be patient mm-hmm. and be consistent, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that consistency is really important. Uh, you know, you just keep Again, it's kind of like I told you that crazy doctor to healthy doctor story. (laughs) You just consistently do your thing just on a regular basis and uh, people will understand that you're there and it's going to happen and uh, they'll they'll go to rely on it. And another thing that I am going to do, because we have, I know that some people hold uh, monthly Zoom meetings and all Mm -hmm. of that, and I've shied away from doing that. Um, But I, there is someone, uh, another pod leader slash friend in Houston and we're going to partner our pods. We're going to partner together right. and do an event in December so that we can not only reinvigorate ourselves, because a lot of times as leaders, you have so many responsibilities and so many things to do. So when you partner with someone who can support you, and then th- that also gets the rest of the group excited because now they're going to meet new people as well. Yeah, it's true, though. I, I have to say I am an overdoer, an overachiever. So I've burned myself out on a few things. So I've had to learn how to be consistent, but also not be, you know, overdoing it. So I think that the advice to just start with once a month is really good advice. (laughs) Yeah. Because you know, you're so enthusiastic at the beginning. You're like, oh, we're going to do, you know, stuff all the time. And then you look at your calendar is like, when do I spend time by myself and with my family? There's no time left here. So yeah, what right. we found is that we would uh, we had a hard time saying no to people. Yeah, you know, you don't want to say no if somebody invites you to speak here. Well, I've already got three speaking engagements that month, but okay, okay, I'll do it. And <laughs> uh, and you know, so it's uh, 
uh, that that is hard is pacing yourself is hard and saying no is hard i will say uh one last thing about that is that last year riz gave about 12 different lectures Mm-hmm. Almost one every month, including Hawaii and nice. also in uh, Baja, California, because we decided when we travel, we want to reach out and provide mm-hmm. this information to other people. And we were so burned out and tired last year that I said, we need to do this online. And so here we are. <laughs> Here's so, 2020. You're, so you're the reason that started COVID then? <laughs> Your call yes. to the universe. <laughs> Just <My joking>. <laughs> But no, it's true. I mean, you get so passionate, so enthusiastic, but we're only human. But, you know, I think little by little, it's enough. And just like you were saying before, even if you just reach that one person, it can completely transform their life. And then through their example, it ripples out more and more and more. So yeah, keep up the great work, guys. Yeah, that is, you're right. I mean, it's so satisfying when, you you know, somebody comes back into it and says, uh, well, you know, recently I had a, uh, endocrinologist say, Hey, I, I became plant-based because of, I went to one of your talks awesome. and, uh, or, you know, every so often I have a, just a wonderful patient success story. Uh, the guy who lost 27 pounds in his first month uh, wow. of going plant-based and his cholesterol went away, his hypertension went away, you know, so, uh, it's, it, and, it, and it, the longer you're at, you, you go, you do this, the more you just keep hearing those stories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, And it it keeps you fired up so that you can keep going. Well, I want to hear from each of you. What do you wish more people knew? Do you want me to go? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I wish more people knew that they actually have, they can have a lot more control over their health. That's the one thing that aches me and drives me at the same time when Riz shares a story of a case or a situation. that he's dealing with with a patient and i see how that affects their family and their loved ones it breaks my heart because there is something that person can do no matter mm-hmm. where what stage of sickness or illness they're they're at they still have the opportunity to make a significant change um so the fact that they can have control over their their health but also the fact that there's a lot of support and yes. so many resources out there i love it yeah, for me, uh, it's actually even just real simple. I wish people just knew how much what they put inside their bodies affects their health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, it, it, that's a simple answer, but the, the reality is so much more complex in the sense mm-hmm. that um, we have people uh, who are, as you know, putting bad stuff in their bodies, and yet they don't realize it. Uh, or they have blinders on and uh, they don't want to delve deeper and know more because really deep down inside, they understand that mm-hmm. they're not doing the right thing. So really what I wish people knew more of uh, what, what they knew is that how important uh, the food we eat is uh, as far as its impact on our health. Yes, it really does. It's, it's very powerful in both directions. It's powerful. It can be powerfully healing and it can be powerfully destructive. So I think a lot of people don't know that. So thank you for mm-hmm. spreading the word. What personal habit are you most proud of? How did you develop it and how do you maintain it? And both of you can answer this question. Okay, so uh, one thing that I developed naturally, now I understand there's science behind it, but my love for nature and really knowing how to uh, remove myself from stress 
or too much people time because sometimes that can happen with family. I don't live near my family, but every three days I need a break if I'm vacationing. But I have no, I know myself enough to know when I need to go and reground, uh, re-energize myself. Nature has a wonderful way of doing that for me, and uh, and it's part of walking. So walking in nature, mm-hmm. and then I learned about forest bathing. I don't know if you're familiar with that, mm-hmm. Dr. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great. Well, when I learned about forest bathing, I said. It all makes sense. So now I'm a lot more deliberate in terms of just spending time in nature to not do anything, but just receive and connect and be very present. So that's one of my favorite things. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. How about you, Dr. Riz? Well, for me, it's actually what we've been talking about. And that's the fact that I was able to overcome my cultural uh, training and, you know, everything that I grew up around and and was able to become plant-based. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a, you know, despite that, I sit here and talk about it and go, okay, I want everybody to become plant-based. I actually understand how hard it is to break out of that, uh, mindset. Yes. Um, and, uh, because it's very powerful the way we're raised, uh, from the moment we're born with all the advertising and our cultural norms and the social pressures and, uh, everything's designed to keep us, uh, eating in a certain way. And I don't mean in some grand conspiracy way, although there might be a little bit of a conspiracy behind some of that, but it's just, that's the way our world is designed right now. And so people raised in our world are, uh, you know, eat a certain way and they don't realize, uh, how bad it is. So I'm really proud of myself that I was able to break out of that, uh, programming and under, and, and become plant-based. Yeah. Well, we are too. Thank you so much. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. Just a couple of more things. First of all, please let my listeners know how they can connect with you. Well, I'm going to have Maya do that. She's oh, on, well, she, she manages all of our social media. So perfect. she's got Maya, let us know. <laughs> so our website is plant-based DFW. Uh, you'll see on there, we have information about um, our podcast, which is also called Plant-Based DFW. And um, we have other resources. Uh, you can learn a little bit more about Dr. Riz on there. And you can learn a little bit more about things that we recommend, like books to read, movies to watch, and also explaining kind of what is plant-based um, eating. And uh, that's the best way. Yeah. We have a, a free cardiovascular guide that uh, we've compiled that they can be, they can go to our website. Uh, and sign up for our newsletter and download the the uh, PDF, uh, which it's it, yes. it's got a lot. It's got a you know kind of a basic primer on what I the cardiovascular mm-hmm. talk I give, and then it has some recipes in it. Uh, so it's it's called Dr. Reese's Guide to to Preventing um, Cardiovascular Disease, and it includes the components of lifestyle medicine, so some of the things that we can do, um, and also uh, about 10 different recipes, some of yours, some of mine, and then, of course, some of our friends here in the Dallas area. Perfect. So. That sounds like a fantastic resource. So they can find that at plantbaseddfw.com, correct? Yes. Exactly. And then you're also on Instagram and Facebook, right? Yes. So we have our page and our Facebook group and all by the name of plant-based DFW. And then separately, Dr. Riz, Dr. Underscore Riz, underscore Bukhari. Yeah. But again, (laughs) but again, really, uh, rather than trying to have to remember all of that, all the links and resources are at our our plant-based DFW.com website. And I'll put them all in the show notes as well. Thank you. All right. Well, finally, please leave my listeners with one call to action. What one thing can they start doing today to improve their cardiovascular health? 
Well, for me, uh, you know, there's a lot of things, but the, the, the one thing that I would love for my, uh, for my listeners to, to get on board with is to, to stop eating meat. Meat is the, probably the major vector, uh, for carrying many of the things that, uh, lead to atherosclerosis. And so if you can give up meat, you've gone a long way to improving your health. But I don't want it to be just that thing in isolation, because, of course, you know, I do tell people eat more fruits and vegetables, uh, you know, eat less processed foods. But but if you're going to do one thing right now, it's give up meat. Beautiful. I love it. Maya, anything else you wanted to add? I like what PCRM, Dr. Neil Barnard, I think says it, uh, you know, find three things that are already plant-based and just eat more of that. Yes. Find three things that you can easily make healthier uh, that are that can be plant-based and incorporate that. And then maybe once a week, add another healthy plant-based meal so that you don't try to do too much and get too many recipes because that's one mistake I made. Don't try to do too much. We only eat about 12 to 14 maybe different types of meals mm-hmm. regularly. So don't try to learn a hundred, just learn three more than you know right now. Yes. Oh, that's so sustainable. So achievable. Dr. Riz and Maya, thank you so much for joining me today on Veggie Doctor Radio. You guys are just superstars, power couple. I love it. Thank you so much for all your work that you're doing. And I hope that you have a very plantastic day. Well, thank thank you very much. We had a great time. Thanks for having us. Hey, veggie lover, I hope that you loved today's episode. Will you take a second and do me a huge favor? Please subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss an episode. You're the reason I'm here and I want to share it all with you. Thank you for listening and have a plantastic day. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.